Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, tu- a rainy Tuesday. Uh, for the matter of fact, here on October the 25th. Well, we needed to rain, Jeff G. I don't. Uh, well, but, but, but as I mentioned earlier, while rain doesn't really impact me too much where I live, uh, I do like to eat. So I do like things to be able to grow and <laughs> that I can consume them. So, yeah, rain, kind of important. Yeah, it, it is. And I know the farmers would like to see a little rain. And uh started a little bit uh, maybe, what, a half hour ago, uh, 45 minutes ago. And uh, it kind of take the dust out the air, if you know what I mean. Meanwhile, uh, Bayou Sports, uh, NFL game last night. The Bears looked pretty good as they uh, put away the the Patriots. I know your your mind was worried about with regards to the Patriots uh, and Belichick uh, passing up uh, Papa Bear in the win column over in the NFL. And uh, but the Bears were not going to let it happen on their watch. Yeah, but and not even in New England for that matter is. The Patriots changed quarterbacks midway through yeah. the first half. And, and it looked like it was going to work at first. Uh, the Zap guy uh, started to move the ball, but then uh, that was it uh, yeah, after that first much. drive. And I, I got to tell you, I, I watched the second half in bed thinking I'd fall asleep about the same time Justin Fields would, and it didn't happen. I was wholly engaged in that game, and Actually excited to be a Bear fan again. Boy, you're not kidding, too. And the Bears just um, put them away uh, last night. Uh, uh, the game started out uh, fairly, uh, you know, uh, the Bears went up 10 nothing, I believe, uh, in the in the first period. And then uh, New England strikes back, and they get ahead 14-10. to 10. And then I want to say a Bear interception. Uh, and they uh, drove down, and uh, I want to say um, – they, I'm trying to think, was it 14-13 or 17-14? I'm trying to recall in the first half with regards to the scoring. Uh, but Fields had a good game, 13 out of 21, 179 yards, a TD, a pick, uh, and off. He also ran, was the leading rusher for the Bears, 14 carries, 82 yards, a TD. His long was 20. Uh, Herbert, uh, also a good game. Herbert and Montgomery both had 12 carries for 62 yards. Of course, Montgomery has the touchdown. And Pettis, uh, one carry for 29 yards. I think you know, wide, rec- wide receiver, uh, Pettis, slot receiver. Yeah. And then uh, Ebner, uh, three carries, eight yards late in the game. Mooney, leading receiver for the um, Bears. Uh, Mooney has three guys for 53 yards, no touchdowns. But a couple, he was targeted six times. During the broadcast, they said Fields, that was, that was his man. Uh, St. Brown. Four As he ca- should be. Yeah, four catches, 48 yards. Komet, uh, two for 32 Herbert one for twenty-five uh, and a score uh, coming out the backfield. Uh, elsewhere, Carlos Santos uh, four for four, fifty was his long, uh, three for three on extra points. And they mentioned he had missed a field goal this year, so good for him. And uh, meanwhile, uh, trying to see, you know, uh, it wasn't like a, I think the Bears only had a sack in that game by Smith uh, on defense, but uh, it was enough as the Bear defense uh, did a great job. On um, on the Patriots as uh, Belichick uh, changed QBs during the course of the game, uh, Bears uh, had a a net passing of 147 yards, but Fields was uh, I believe sacked uh, what four times maybe during the course of the game. Um, 
And in the NFL, the way they do statistics, if you're back to pass and you get sacked, it comes off your passing yardage net. Uh, but the quarterback still gets credit for the yardage in the game. Elsewhere, uh, New England threw 490 yards, only ran for 70. The Bears, this is where the game was won. They ran for 243 yards last night. And I, I think the announcers mentioned that's the second game in a row. They've rushed for over 200 yards. And you know as well as I do. I think you mentioned yesterday, didn't they have the highest yards per game per team? I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, well, they will now, <laughs> rushing for 243 yards. It's very rarely you see an NFL team run for over 200 yards. Yeah. Uh, so the Bears, uh, uh, they take down um, the Patriots in New England. Uh, you've got to like it in that regard. Uh so and the Bears, uh, um, tr- let's see who they play uh, next week. They don't, they're not off. No, only the Kansas City and the Chargers are off next week. Uh, the Bears will uh, probably. Oh, that's right. They journeyed to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, against the Cow- Cowboys, uh, who are five and two. The Bears now three and four. Of course, our Saints. Sunday at noon, uh, they take on the Raiders of Las Vegas. It's still hard for me to say the Raiders of Las Vegas, like the Colts of uh, Baltimore. Although it seems easier with the Raiders because uh, it's it's a unique location and it's also so well advertised or so well you know billed. And the fact that the Raiders have moved from Oakland to L.A. back to Oakland—that's right. You know, it's you almost expect uh, them to be in Reno by you know a couple of seasons from now. They should have changed their name to the Gamblers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so that's a game. Saints are a slight underdog in New Orleans. Uh, come um, really? Yeah, yeah, two points. Uh, Las Vegas is a favorite, uh, though. The reasons to like the Saints. Will Winston be available? Had of course hadn't seen that yet. Uh, looks like he should, but y- you still just don't know in that regard. Uh, one thing under Andy Reid, the Saints put up points now. They- they're averaging thirty points or so with uh, him at under center. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but uh, and he's played adequate. Un- other than that last Thursday night debacle on national television, where he threw three picks, two which were pick sixes. Uh, and one, uh, the other one in the end zone trying to score. But the, um, we'll see how the Saints do. Uh, elsewhere um, next week, uh, some interesting games. Baltimore heads to Tampa Bay. The Bucks are 3-4 and four and have lost four out their last five. Uh, that's interesting. And for the time, catching up with uh, uh, Tom Brady. And you can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. You know, the Packers aren't putting the ball in the end zone. Not at all. No. Not at all. Uh, Denver, Jacksonville, Carolina, and Atlanta. <laughs> Somebody's got to win that game. And uh, if it's Atlanta, they're 4-4, four and four, and they take over first place <laughs> in the NFC South. And who would – you'd ask me that back in the beginning of September. I've been laughing at you. But they've got a chance to win their fourth game of the year already. Uh, Dallas at uh, – Chicago at Dallas, as we mentioned. Miami at Detroit, Arizona at Minnesota. New England, uh, they got to play the Jets. And the Jets, I think, are leading that division right now. Either they or Miami. And, uh, yeah, Miami's 4-3. and three, So, the Jets at 5-2 and two lead that division. In New England, uh, who would have thought that? Not I. Pittsburgh at Philadelphia, of course, uh, the Eagles are the only undefeated NFL team. Uh, the Bills lead that division. Yeah, the Bills. Yeah, that's true. That's five true. And they're 5-1. They're uh, but the Jets are 5-2 yeah. right behind them. 
Anyway, in the meantime, Tennessee and Houston to go at it. Washington at Indianapolis. San Francisco and the Rams. Interesting matchup. Uh, San Francisco got blitzed last week by the Chiefs, and the Rams were off. The Giants is uh, six and one. Who would have thought that? The Giants and the Jets. Uh, their combined record is eleven and three. Not in my world would have thought that. Uh, Green Bay at Buffalo. That boy. We're gonna find out where. Uh, where uh, Aaron Rodgers stands real quickly, and uh, that's the Sunday night game at 720 uh, this coming week. And then Cincinnati at Cleveland will be the Monday night game. Get to see Joe Burrow on national television. So uh, uh, right now, Jeff, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, of course, on tap the rest of the morning, uh, or I should say through Bayou Sports, we're going to have the power ratings in NFL. High school football poll is out, too. We'll talk a little bit about more about the Saints. World Series play, the action begins Friday. Uh, in a big game. High school football, we got a big matchup uh, Friday night that Kane Radio will carry. That's the Lowerville Tigers journeying to Catholic High to take on the Panthers. And we'll have at 8 o'clock uh, Coach Terry Martin on to tell us a little bit about that game and his game of last week. Uh, so uh, interesting right now, Jeff, uh, all the way around. And uh, You had Coach Scott Watney on last night. What are his thoughts? Uh, uh, just give us a, a quick recap of his thoughts on uh, last Friday night's uh, tough finish and uh, his thoughts uh, looking ahead to Lauraville. Yeah, they, in the last three minutes of the game, he, he just stated that's some of the worst football we've played this year. They gave up uh, three touchdowns. They, uh, uh, they had a, a kick return, also a fumble at the three-yard line and a pick six. And, uh, uh, of course, the um, Franklin team doesn't have a kicker, so uh, every time they score, they go for two. They were successful one time, I believe, over the course of uh, the game. Uh, just uh, three big turnovers, or, or I should say two big turnovers in the last two minutes of the game, and then a, 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 a mental error on one part of one young man or two young men uh, near the goal line. And uh, Franklin takes advantage of it, and uh, they stick it in the end zone three times, and uh, Panthers lose 38-30. to 30. Have a chance, though, <laughs> to move down the field and, and maybe score on a last uh, play uh, pass, and the pass is uh, incomplete, and the Panthers uh, go down. Uh, we'll see with Coach Terry Martin. We'll have to talk about the Panthers. Coach Watney last night stated that uh, they have a good team. They, 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 wrote to, they have two quarterbacks they keep an eye on. Matter of fact, one of the quarterbacks was Scott's his father. Was They were roommates in college. Is that right? <laughs> so they, uh, I think it was the Delco, Delco uh, player. Uh, for Lauraville. Freshman, uh, he's got some promise. Yes, he does. No, no. And uh, Scott mentioned that, uh, throws a good ball. Uh, of course, Ethan Simon, or uh, Seymour, is it? Simon. Simon uh, is the running back. He said uh, they've played a lot of good ones this year, and he falls in that line. So uh, they need to keep an eye on him. Uh, of course, both teams uh, will play uh, pl- both a uh, few players both ways during the game. So uh should be an interesting contest. Lauraville's kind of had the upper hand the last two games in that regard uh, as they've defeated Catholic High. So uh uh, you know, some revenge motive is there and uh, an opportunity to win a district championship for Catholic High if they can win the ball game. And uh, same goes for uh, Lauraville as they only have one district loss also, and that was to uh, Ascension Episcopal, a game you did a couple of weeks ago. And it uh, should be interesting, though, in that regard. And uh, look forward to doing that game Friday night over at Panther Stadium. There you go. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, just quickly uh, – uh, before we take our first break in about five minutes or so, uh, the power ratings are out uh, for the uh, NFL. 
and uh, to no one's surprise, uh, the the Saints uh, have uh, moved down a little bit uh, in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, the power ratings, of course, the Bills. Uh, the Bills are uh, everybody's uh, favorite uh, uh, to win the Super Bowl right now. But of all things, they go down to Miami and get beat that, uh, I think it was a Sunday night game. The Eagles, who are undefeated, come in in second in the power ratings. They're 6-0. and Elsewhere, the Chiefs are third. Followed by the New York Giants at six and one. When's the last time the Giants have I been know, six and one? I know. Even with Eli Manning under center, and they got rid of Jason Garrett, and that seems to have been the trick. Yeah, he's now doing uh, uh, work on uh, national television. I think on the games. Now. I think he's working for NBC, maybe doing some Sunday night football. He, he's sort of stepped into what Drew Brees was doing last year, right? Notre Dame games and Sunday night football stuff. Anyway, the Vikings uh, come in at fifth. They're five and one. Who would have thought that too? Uh, elsewhere, the Cowboys come in at six. The Ravens at seventh. Uh, the Jets come in at eighth. Hello. The Bengals at ninth, and the Miami Dolphins tenth. Elsewhere, the Tennessee Titans eleventh. The Rams are twelfth, and their issues are just pass blocking. As uh, Stafford, just uh, I think he's been sacked twenty-two times this year already. So uh, nine different offensive linemen. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. huh? Anyway, Seattle comes in at 13th at 4-3. And, and Geno Smith, everybody had no faith in him, but he's doing a pretty credible job right now for the Seahawks. Uh, I still think, and I know a lot of people don't particularly care for uh, Carroll, but I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL, and he's proved that not only in college, but he's proved that in the pros too. The 49ers come in at 14th. Of course, they were shellacked uh, by the Chiefs uh, Sunday night. Elsewhere, the Chargers come in at 15th. 16th is Green Bay. Who would have thought that at 3-4? and four, And they journeyed to Buffalo this week. And uh, you wonder, yeah, I'll come back. First, first time uh, Aaron Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog. I know. Amazing, huh? Wow. But, but the Bills are a pretty good team, too. Yes, yes. But, and know. the Packers have had their issues, too. Uh, for the time, maybe catching up with Aaron Rodgers yeah, also. That's a shame. And, you know, he doesn't have really any wideouts. That, you know, he's complained about that over the years. And the Packers just haven't gone out and, and uh, found anybody to compliment his uh, passing. Anyway, Tampa Bay at 3-4, and four, come in at 17th. New England, of course, they lose last night to the Bears. They're at 18th. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, who would have thought that, at 19th. Uh, the Falcons at three and four. The Cardinals twentieth. Washington Commanders come in at twenty first at three and four, and they're playing pretty good football considering. Uh, yeah, won two big games in a row. Yep. Elsewhere, you know, the Colts come in at twenty second. It looks like Matty Ryan is done for the year. I think he separated his shoulder, his throwing shoulder. Well, uh, it almost seemed like it was a benching. And that could happen, you too. You know, it, the, the way I, I read into it, uh, he's been benched in favor of Sam Ellinger, and um, part of it may be uh, a little bit of a, uh, a shoulder issue, but no, that, that he's been benched. Yeah, I think he would have been benched, too. Uh, but uh, it, the, the Colts are only averaging 16 points a game. Uh, I don't know if that where that falls in the league, but that's pretty low for an NFL. L team elsewhere the Raiders who the Saints face this uh, weekend come in at 23rd um, then Jacksonville at uh, 24th they're also two and five the Browns at 25th they're two and five and the Saints uh, they come in at 26 they're two and five and their ranking they dropped uh, five spots this past um, a weekend uh, Saints have minus 10 giveaway takeaway ratio and only have intercepted can you believe that one pass this year that's it 
Yeah. And their seven fumbles and nine team interceptions are the worst in the league. They have turned the ball over in critical times. Andy Dalton's two first-half pick sixes against the Cardinals turned a tie game into a hole they couldn't escape, an eventual loss. And it's just one of many games where turnovers define the eventual outcome. So the Saints, you know, minus 10 in the turnover takeover margin. And uh, anytime you're in the negatives. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at problems. Denver comes in at 27th at 2-5, and five, and it uh, doesn't look like uh, Russell Wilson is helping their cause at all. Um, anyway, their defense has just surrendered eight touchdowns all year, but they, they're losing games So uh, uh, with the Broncos in Mile High Stadium. The Bears come in at 28th. No respect. Uh, yeah, none at all. 3-4 and four, uh, on the year. Of course, won a big game last night in New England and uh, elsewhere – uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers also at 29th. The Carolina Panthers at uh, 30th, and uh, they've they had the same record as the Saints, two and five. Detroit Lions come in at uh, 31st. They're one and five, and the Texans, who are one four and one, uh, come in at 32nd, and uh, they dropped two spots. They'd gotten up to. Uh, uh, 30th, Texas rush defense is allowing 164 yards a game, and that ranks last in the NFL, so it's holding back a defense from being a great unit because of their pass defense is forcing quarterbacks and a passer rating of 74, so it's pretty impressive. Anyway, in the meantime, um, Saints at uh, 26. They take on uh, the Las Vegas Raiders in a big game uh, this coming Sunday, and uh, we'll see what uh, what the Saints uh, – can do Jameis Winston still on the uh, hurt list, but the last two weeks was he? He was emergency quarterback or one week? Uh, two weeks, I think, back to back weeks. And that um, tells me he could play if push comes to shove. Don't know if he'll be able to uh, rocket it down the field like he can, but uh, there, there is a lot of speculation, and I think Bob hinted to it yesterday. He thinks uh, Jameis Winston will start Sunday. Yeah, and, and, and he said, watch the injury report, and that's a good point uh we'll see something tomorrow yeah and uh that'll come out sometime usually i've seen it in the mornings come out and i've seen it in the evenings come out but uh with the saints playing last thursday they should have something out early i think uh with regards to the injury report last week with that the between the two teams there were 27 players on the injury yeah. report uh let's hope the saints can uh bring back uh Marsh, uh, the uh, uh, our fine uh, cornerback Lattimore, along with uh, Thomas and uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, would be a great help along with Jameis Winston. And uh, seemed like uh, uh, Pete might be, hopefully could come back to the offensive lineman, which would help some. So um, anyway, the Saints uh, looking for some answers right now at two and five. Uh, probably their worst record right now in the last few years. I think you got to go all the, all the way back to maybe 13 the year maybe. Peyton was out due to the uh, uh, the uh, defense uh, uh, being uh, hammered with regards to what uh, targeting taking out quarterbacks. Anyway, um, Jeff, uh, it's right at the bottom of the uh, hour. Let's go ahead and take our first break. Uh, you listen to Bayou Sports here on. Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music this Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the Berry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back on Thursday, November 17th. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And the high school football poll by the Louisiana Sports Writers Association. Well, they're out for the five uh, classifications. In 5A, Destrahan is still at number one. They're 8-0. They got a big game this week against East uh, East St. John. That's also a, a battle to the end. Destrahan got three first-place votes. In second place in 5A in the state of Louisiana, Carr comes in at 4-3, and three, but they have eight first-place votes. I'm so, scratching my head yeah, on that. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I mean, Carr has traditionally been a pretty good program, but I, I'm still scratching my head. Yeah, they've got three losses, and uh, I'm not sure who to. I, I, I want to say maybe one was to Catholic High Baton Rouge. I could be wrong, but uh, I know they've been defeated three times, and uh, – don't re- recall them playing any out-of-state teams. Uh, so, anyway, Catholic High Baton Rouge comes in at third. Uh, at fourth is Zachary, uh, the defending uh, champion in uh, the non-select. Also in five is Rustin. Then six is John Curtis. Seventh is West Monroe. Eighth is St. Augustine. Ninth is Parkway out of uh, Shre- uh, Shreveport. And then tenth, uh, coming in at tenth, seven and one, south side. Of, uh, Jumping into the pole. That they are. Of course, East St. John comes in at 11th. That's going to be a battle war 
over. And I'm not sure if they're playing uh, on which side of the river, but it should be an interesting contest. Karen Crow comes in with 15 votes, followed by Acadiana with 14. Uh, I'm looking for anybody else in this area, and not so. Uh, elsewhere in 4A, St. Thomas Moore, they come in at 7-1. They have eight first-place votes. Of course, St. Thomas Moore will take on the uh, Westgate Tigers in a get big game uh, Friday night over in Lafayette. Warren Easton comes in at second, followed by Father Turlings, another uh, team in our area. They, they're the third-ranked team in 4A, followed by the and the next team in 4A, uh, the Lafayette Christian comes in at fourth. Neville uh, up from uh, Monroe is fifth. De La Salle, sixth. Lutcher, seventh. And North DeSoto, eighth. Opelousas comes in at seven and one. Wow, surprise me. They come in at ninth. And the Westgate Tigers come in at tenth. They're six and two in their big game against St. Thomas Moore Friday night over in Lafayette. No local teams in the others receiving votes. In 3A, Union Parish, that's Formerville. Uh, comes in at first. Uh, they have eight first-place votes. They're seven and one. E.D. White out of Thibodeau is next. Church Point followed by St. James, Iowa. Also, uh, University, uh, LSU Lab School. Uh, Madison Prep at seventh. Carroll at eighth. Carroll up from Monroe area. And Bogalusa ninth. And Parkview Baptist, who Catholic High played earlier this year, uh, they come in at tenth. They're seven and one also. Uh, teams from in this area receiving votes. Uh, Abbeville got nine votes uh, in that regard. Elsewhere in 2A. No, no respect for Erath having beaten Abbeville. That's right. I don't see a, a vote here at all for uh, them. Elsewhere in 2A, Manny uh, uh, is the number one team. Of course, they defeated Newman uh, a few weeks back. Uh, Newman comes in at second. Dunham at third. Uh, Mangum by 71. Of course, Mangum up in uh, northeast Louisiana area. Calvary Baptist from Shreveport comes in at fifth. Notre Dame Crawley sixth. Seventh is St. Charles Catholic, the Comets over in Laplace. Eighth is North Caddo. Ninth is Welsh, who Lorville played earlier this year. They're 7-0. and And then Oak Grove at fifth at 5-3. and Others receiving votes in our area, really no one at all. And we go to the uh, 1A poll. And that's where Washita Christian at seven and one. They had eight uh, first place votes. They're followed by Vermilion Catholic, who started out at around six. They're eight and no. They'd received two first place votes in that regard. Uh, followed by Homer H O M E R up in northwest part of the state. Uh, Southern Lab is fourth. Kentwood fifth. Logansport sixth. Riverside Academy seventh. Glenbrook Academy, who we mentioned, uh, did a little homework. They're up in Minden. Their uh, private school up in the Minden area. 95% white. Yeah. That, that was what <laughs> the biggest takeaway I had from that. Uh, it's unbelievable. 5% of people of color. Yeah, they just, uh, who knows. Uh, that's probably why they're a private school. Anyway, uh, Haynesville comes in at uh, ninth in the single-A poll, and followed by Ascension uh, Catholic, who comes in at 6-2, their 10th. Others receiving votes. Central Catholic from Morgan City, of course, uh, most of their opponents in this district in this area. Uh, Opelousas Catholic also comes in with some votes, and uh, that's about it for the teams in our area. But a uh, big game Friday night as Kane Radio will be there as uh, the Lowerville Tigers journey to play, take on the Panthers at Catholic High in a big district game in 8-2A. And we'll have Coach uh, Terry Martin on probably in the next oh, uh, 20 minutes or so to talk about that game and his team 
looking forward to it, Jeff. Should be an interesting match. And uh, what more can you say about high school football? The ninth week of a high school football already upon us, too. And uh, just uh, besides this weekend and next and then the playoffs. I always say um, it's late August. Next thing I know, it's mid-November. Yeah. And the season blows by. And it does. It's, it's As you get older, it seems like the days go so much quicker. Uh, of course, those kids. Getting up to that press box that much tougher. Yeah, that's true. And carried all the uh, equipment up there. So, uh, But in the meantime, high school football. Uh, just a quick note, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the World Series uh, begins Friday in Houston. And uh, I don't know what you know what you're hearing about the prognosis of those games, Jeff. But you know, Philadelphia's got two really good pitchers, and uh, can they win a game or two against the Astros uh, in Houston? I'm looking at four to one. Uh, yeah, that, Philly's escape with maybe a win at home, but I, I don't like their chances much in this. And I'm a National League guy. I'm not necessarily an Astros fan. I know there's a lot of Astro fans in the region, and I was oh, yes. certainly happy for them when they finally won a World Series, uh, even though uh, years later we'd find it maybe a little tainted. Yes. But uh, still, that being said, uh, uh, I'm, I'm more of a National League guy. I, Me too. And, and you know, I love Kyle Schwarber. I'd love to see him have a huge series. Uh, you know, he was with the Cubs in 2016 when, when they won it, uh, but I'm not a big Bryce Harper fan, though, either. You know, it's sort of a trade-off there. Yeah. It just kind of seems comes off as a little smug. I yeah, uh, I agree. Of course, uh, as Dizzy Dean said, uh, if you can do it, it ain't bragging. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, anyway, the Astros team, uh, they, you know, they got a chance. They beat Seattle 3-0. They beat the uh, Yankees 4-0. Yeah, yeah. They beat the Phillies 4-0. Has that ever been accomplished in the uh, era of, since 1969? Well, it's a new playoff format, too. So True. But, yeah, I, I, I would imagine. It seemed like somebody went, like, 12-1. and one Especially maybe. when it was, uh, you know, best of five and then yeah. best of seven, and that was it since 69 uh, till 87. I think 87 was the first year they had a seven-game uh, league championship series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, because – I remember when the Cardinals played the Dodgers in 85. And that was best of five. Yeah, that, oh, that was seven. Jack uh, Clark hit that home run in the uh, sixth game over in Dodger Stadium uh, in the top of the ninth. And I recall that vividly. As, maybe so. Maybe the 84 season, the Cubs season, was the last uh, best that, of five. That, maybe that might be it. I think you're right about that. Because I remember the Cardinals' journey to uh, to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers in the first two games of that series and got beat by uh, Hershiser and I'm trying to think of the other pitcher and they beat the Cardinals like 8 to 4 uh 8 to 3 something like that then they went back to St. Louis and the Cardinals uh beat them Ozzie Smith of course home run in the uh, bottom of the what the yeah, 10th St. Louis won that series four games to two yeah uh the Dodgers won the first two games of that series out in Los Angeles so uh yeah, and that's when Ozzie Smith hit that go crazy, folks. Go yeah, crazy. I was listening to the game on radio, uh, and, yeah, I remember that moment well. Hustling pizzas. Yeah, yeah and uh, this, uh, the, the Cardinals, and then they blew out the Dodgers one game, and, uh, of course, that last Jack Clark's, do uh, Tommy Lasorda to pitch that blankety blank Clark with first base open with needing fewer. Yeah, Throws a first pitch fastball, and he hits it up in uh, four, oh, 
375 feet in Dodger Stadium in left field, and you can see Pedro Guerrero in left field just throw his hands up, you know, with Clark's uh, three-run homer to put the cards up uh, by the score, I think, of 8-5. to five. Anyway, uh, Jeff, um, or 7-5, I should say. Um, we'll see if the Astros, they're perfect right now. I talked to my sister yesterday, and she lives in Houston, and, and I can show you the town is in euphoric, you know, with regards to uh, Millennium the Plaza. They're painting it orange, uh, <laughs> the gazebo there. <laughs> you know, Duke Snyder, would know, uh, the old Dodger center fielder, would never celebrate Halloween because the Giants' colors mm-hmm. were black and, <laughs> black and orange. <laughs> He'd never celebrate Halloween <laughs> because of the Giants' colors. That's how hard that rivalry was back then. But in the meantime, the Astros, can they hold perfection? They're three and zero with the. Uh, and that'll be tough to do. Yeah, it will. But who knows? You know, it, it seems like the ball flies out the uh, minute made when the Astros bat. When the other teams bat, they get pop ups and ground balls, and you just don't see uh, other than Pujols is home in that 04 series when I think he hit one over the railroad tracks in uh, minute made. And Andy Pettit was on the bench, and the Astros going, "Oh my God!" As that ball probably went 500 feet. Uh, in the meantime, um, uh, elsewhere, Jeff, uh, uh, we're just about ready to take our uh, our next break. But um, the, the Saints uh, just need to get uh, healthy, uh, get back on track, and uh, they got some tough games to follow up with the Raiders coming in uh, this uh, this week uh, over in the Louisiana Superdome. Go ahead. Only one team has run the table in the postseason in the divisional era since '69, uh, the '76 Reds. Okay, and nope. that was a best of five playoff, and then um, best of seven World Series. So they went eight and zero, seven and zero, seven and zero. Yeah, it was two out of three back then. Three out of five. Yeah, and th- yeah. So uh, and then they swept the Yankees four zero, I do believe. And no, no undefeated postseason run since the wild card era began in '95. So this would be a first, really. Yeah, it'd be perfection. Well, they're, they're, right now they're at uh, uh, seven and zero. Uh, need to go eleven and zero. White Sox eleven and one. That's who I was. Th- that's who I was thinking of. Yes, as they beat the Astros four to one in the World Four-0. Series. No, they swept. No, that, you're right. They did sweep the Astros because I remember the Astros, and that was the Astros' first World Series too, if my memory yeah. serves me right. Uh, in those games, because I remember going to see a game against the Cardinals that year, uh, and they beat the Cardinals. Uh, uh, I want to say it went six games. And uh, that was the fifth I don't know game which game it was, but we went to the Sunday game. Well, there was a game I went to where uh, uh, who was the big hard fastball pitcher for him? Uh, Nola, not Nola Ryan, the other one. Uh, Roger Clements was pitching for the Astros that afternoon. And Larry Walker hit one in left center, and they're still looking for that ball. Mm. And they lined it out. He was hitting, I think, second or third for the Cardinals that afternoon. And uh, But anyway, uh, we'll see what takes place as the uh, Astros looking for perfection. And uh, Verlander should start the first game. He pitched the Saturday game or the Sunday game, I'm trying to recall, against the Yankees. Was it the Why Saturday? Pitch the second game. The second game, that been the uh, – well, it would have been a Friday game. Uh, anyway, um, of course – and I thought they'd have a rain out. Didn't they have a rain out in that series? Mm. But they start. They were delayed for a long time. And then the Sunday game was delayed. And they won late. I think they played almost until 11 o'clock in New York or maybe 12 o'clock in New York. I think they Sunday played Wednesday, game. Thursday, off Friday, then Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And, and that Sunday game was delayed uh, yeah. with the inclement weather, I do believe. So, uh, 
Anyway, we'll see. Let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Stay with us at 8 o'clock. We'll have Coach Terry Martin of the Louisville Tigers on to talk about his big game this week against Catholic High. Uh, Stay tuned. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music this Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never at cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in Deberry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back on Thursday, November 17th. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Road, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, October the 25th. Uh, of course, with the LSU Tigers off this weekend, the Cajuns will travel to Hattiesburg to take on Southern Miss in a big ball game as a coach. And that's Thursday. You're right. I stand corrected. It is a Thursday night game this week as they journey to Hattiesburg to take on the Eagles in a big ball game. And with that, of course, Coach Mike Desimo has kind of righted the ship a little bit, started off 2-0, and and then kind of dropped three in a row there for a while against Rice, South Alabama, and – Trying to remember uh, the uh, other team that uh, took down the Cajuns, but uh, Marshall. Uh, no, they beat Marshall in That's that right. third, they, Wednesday they, night yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, don't recall it being a uh, was it a, uh, a conference game? I think it was. But in the meantime, uh, they righted the ship as they took down Marshall, and then last week uh, uh, beat um, Arkansas State over at Cajun Field. It was a four o'clock kickoff. 
So uh, good luck to Coach uh, Mike Decimo and his squad as they travel to Hattiesburg. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be an ESPN uh, game uh, uh, Thursday night uh, as the Cajuns uh, throughout the year play uh, games on uh, different nights. So Yeah, those uh, mid-majors, uh, they, they get the idea that it is a little disruptive to play those midweek games, but they love the exposure. Oh, yes. The, the national exposure for recruiting and things like that. So. It's worth taking those hits. Uh, I know Northern Illinois has played several of them, and I, I enjoy that opportunity. Of course, with streaming now and most of the mid-major games uh, available on ESPN+, Plus, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still watching Saturday games, but for the most part, uh, in uh, the, oh, yeah. before that, uh, if they didn't play those mid-major Weak games, you you probably didn't get to see those mid majors much. Not only that, but uh, I want to say you got football almost every night during the week. There's a lot of times that I've seen them play even Tuesday night games uh, in college football, and then the Wednesday, and of course the pros in college on Thursday nights, and then you have uh, some games on Friday nights with regards to the uh, the pros, uh, not the pros, but the colleges in high school football, uh, and then Saturday uh, college football is. Uh, run through the mill and then sunday the pros again sunday night monday monday night football so uh you've got football basically every night if you wish to watch a game somewhere and if uh can recall you can go back to es uh espn plus and uh play a game that maybe had played that you didn't see that you'd like to see so there are a lot of options out there i think the gamblers like it too oh. or, or, or the bookies uh, because you know, just say the UL game's the only game in town on, and it's not. Uh, there's a couple of games on Thursday, but uh, but because they are on TV, there's interest to bet on them. That's Where right. Where normally someone may not bet on a UL Lafayette game on a Saturday afternoon because there's many other games to, to pick and choose and maybe of more interest, but... Uh, the fact that it's – that's one of the reasons there's so many bowl games. Uh, gives people uh, something to bet on. Yeah, and, 40. And, and for ESPN to put them on. And, the, and, again, the only reason they have injury reports in the NFL and that they come out is for uh, – I've never met a broke bookie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, with that, so good luck to the Cajuns as they head to Southern Miss to play. Uh, a decent team. Uh, it's, I think it's it started out you all was a two-point, two-and-a-half-point pick. I think it's down to picket now in that regard. And, you know, with the Tigers uh, facing Alabama, uh, not this weekend, but next, uh, odd makers uh, and LSU coming off a big win over Ole Miss. Uh, a lot of people were going, wow. You know, the Tigers just uh, – I think they were, but I want to say they were maybe a, a slight favorite in that game as the Rebels came to Tiger Stadium at 7-0, and and LSU takes them down with a big second half uh, to win that game. And uh, the Tigers, uh, some stats here, haven't been favored against uh, the Crimson Tide, you ready, since 2007. Even the year they went uh, undefeated uh, three years ago, uh, Alabama was a five-point pick in that game. Was it was it in seven or eleven that they beat Alabama nine to six? That was in that, uh, and then yeah, that was uh, a regular fa- season, right? Then they lost Alabama twenty-one nothing. Game, yeah. yeah, in the title game uh, of that. So in LSU uh, last season, LSU was a twenty-nine-point underdog to Alabama, and they lost twenty to fourteen. If uh, if memory serves me correctly. 
And they're since, usually good games. Yeah, they are. Except they for are. that title game. That yeah, was, that, 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 that was that, the biggest dog. I, I, I don't think uh, uh, they, they didn't get past the fifty-yard line. That, that was they? getting ready. You took the words out of my yeah. mouth. I don't think they did. And people were screaming to to replace the quarterback, and they didn't do it. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, L- uh, Alabama, earlier this season, the betting line started at about 17 in that uh, war that they're, they're going to have. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of LSU fans are surprised what Brian Kelly's done so far this year with regards to the Tiger team. And, uh, of course, Alabama's only loss was to Tennessee in Tennessee. So, uh, But the kicker? The winner of this Alabama-LSU game is going to have control of the Western yeah, Division. Yeah. That, that's how big a game it is for the Tigers. And that tells you a little bit, too. The power has shifted maybe to the east a little bit. Yeah, with Georgia and Tennessee right now. Uh, and Florida with Coach Billy Napier there, I'm sure he'll build up his team over the next year or so. And uh, you wonder maybe if there's a crack in the armor with Nick Saban and uh, all. But uh, uh, we'll see what transpires in the next uh uh, uh, two weeks. So Jaden Daniels, he stepped up his level of play in the last couple of weeks. So com- had five touchdowns, or combined for five touchdowns. And uh, uh, I'm, he's still running a lot, but uh, he's also uh, 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 the way he runs. He gives a lot of problems to uh, defenses. Uh, so you have to prepare not only for his passing, but uh, his dropping back and taking off. Uh, and, uh, of course, he the LSU offensive line with the two freshmen, uh, they're really playing well right now. So uh, that will come into play, too, against the Alabama defense, which came in pretty highly regarded this year but is giving up points, Jeff. Uh, and we'll see how the Tigers do. Uh, come, uh, We'll talk about it uh, a lot next week. Uh, but uh, LSU off, Alabama off, as both teams preparing for – the war, and I do believe that game is in Baton Rouge. Is that they correct? They have set a start time of 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. By the way, yesterday we I, I was surprised they hadn't set the World Series game times yet, but uh, no shock. Um, games 1 through 6 are at 7, or just a little after 7 probably, and it'll be uh, 6.30 for game 7 if it happens, uh, dude, which I wouldn't uh, hold my breath for. Of course, uh, Houston can close the roof uh, whether the, to – well, Keep again, them. there's ground ground rules. Yeah, true. You know, it, it's and again, I'm not sure exactly what they are, but if the temperature is above or below a certain point, uh, the roof has to be closed or can be closed, uh, but has to be open uh, at a certain level. But obviously, if it's raining, boom. You close yeah, it. and my question is, uh, Jeff, uh, is. Uh, what kind of temperatures are we going to have or weather up in Philadelphia during the course of uh, this week? Uh, yeah, just you, you wonder how that's uh, going to come into play. I'm pulling that up right now, too. In Philly, it's 61 degrees right now. And uh, if they play the World Series uh, next Friday and Saturday in uh, Houston, it's going to be Monday, Tuesday. Well, there's a 30% chance of rain Monday and Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, and Wednesday's uh, uh, looking good. But the high of those days. Uh, Not too bad. Uh, at night, it's 50, yeah, 52, 57, and 52 uh, for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's if it goes the fifth game, if necessary, uh, before they come back to Houston to play the final two, if that's necessary also. So uh, the weather, no snow. You know, that's, that's always been uh, – you know, uh, possible when those teams from out north, whether it be Toronto or Philadelphia, the Mets, Yankees, Boston, 
Detroit. You, a little fog right now in Philly, though, if you're uh, heading out there. Yeah, and, you know, they had a little fog in the game last night uh, yeah. with the Bears and the Patriots. So, the weather, uh, in fact, that was something I read this morning, how the Bears seemingly like to play in slop because their opening week win against San Francisco uh, yeah, that's flash right. floods uh, going on in Chicago that day. I'd never seen so much rain on uh, Soldier Field. Well, I'm sure you remember the fog game, too. Oh, yeah. I was uh, there. In Chicago. At the game. I was there. Did you I, see anything? I, I'm in the south end zone. The lake is to my right. And, right. and we're pretty high up. Um, we didn't have great seats. And about halftime... During halftime, you looked, and it was like a Cecil B. DeMille movie <laughs> with the, the clouds rolling in. I mean, it was a beautiful day, and it was an unusually warm day in Chicago for New Year's Eve. And it was like 40 degrees at game time, really pleasant. Um, but then this fog comes in, and no. there was rolling a, off the lake? Yeah. Okay. There was a guy who had a four-inch black-and-white uh, TV and uh, battery-operated and that's how we saw the game, the rest of the game. Well, yeah, the announcers. I remember the game. Did, don't remember watching it a lot, but uh, that particular afternoon. But just strange to uh, and the cameras and the sound people on the sidelines. And all trying Buddy to. Ryan still swears that's the difference in the game because the Bears were able to grind it out. Uh, you, there wasn't much of a passing game at that point, and the Bears were able to just grind it out on the ground. Well, and I do believe the Bears won that game. They did. And I'm trying to remember who was he against uh, that particular game. Who was playing the, the Eagles? Bears? Buddy Ryan and uh, oh, okay, uh, all right. I thought he was maybe yeah. still with the uh, Bears. No, okay, no. all right. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take our next break, and uh, we'll hope to get uh, Coach Terry Martin on the line from the Lowerville Tigers to talk about his big game uh, Friday night against the Catholic High Panthers, and uh, I guess uh, giving us a little a quick recap of uh, what took place last Friday night for uh, the Tigers. So you're listening to Kane. Uh, Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Stick with us. We have Coach Terry Morton on right after this. The athletic field provides challenges that test a competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Road and enjoy. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 25th. And uh, Bayou Sports, and on the line with us here on Bayou Sports is head football coach for the Lorville Tigers, uh, Coach Terry Morton. Good morning, Coach, and uh, welcome to the show. Good morning, y'all. Thank y'all for having me on again. Oh, as always, Coach, we appreciate you coming on and uh, speaking with us. And, of course, the Tigers, uh, I'm not so sure the the, the uh, date was circled on the calendar for these two teams as uh, they head to a big game, district game, uh, Friday night. But, Coach, you had uh, a big game last week as uh, the Lorville Tigers uh, uh took on the Ascension Episcopal team. And, uh, Coach, you know as well as I do, they're a fine football team, and uh, they've got a kicker that's Mr. World. And uh, Mills and uh, Dodart are two good uh, players for the Ascension Episcopal team, and if they're on, they can give anybody trouble. Absolutely. And, and if you all remember last week when we talked about it leading up to the game, I, you know, I thought that their, their, this team was much better than their, their record was. Uh, they had several close losses, uh, you know, a couple of them where, you know, they, they, they might have overthrown a kid or, or maybe missed a read or, or, you know, they just had several chances in a lot of their games where if one little thing is a little bit different, you know, uh, uh, balls up a few inches not overthrown, they, they win those games. And, and, you know, like, you know, they're so well coached and, and they've, they've been a good team for so long. I fully expected them to play well, you know, kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, I was hoping that we wouldn't be the ones where they kind of finally – you know, flip the switch and had things oh, yeah. turn around. You're right. And, you know, and again, unfortunately, that's what happened. You know, those things happen sometimes. But, uh, you know, they, they had a lot of early season injuries, and they got a couple of those guys back and, and just, I think, developed a little more consistency with the new players they had. And, you know, of course, you know, we, we would just, just happen to be the team that were playing that night. Uh, you know, and then we're on, in our case, you know, we, we've just been kind of been an inconsistent team all year. But as we've talked about before, you know, having those, those, those several starters that were hurt, and I think it, it made a big difference for us being that, you know, we just, we just didn't have the same offensive line, you know, uh, for one day during yeah. practice. And, and some of those guys had to play guard one day, the backside tackle the next day. And, and so it just it kind of caught up to us. Uh, you know, defensively, uh, we, we probably played a little bit better than I anticipated in our, in our secondary because we were more, honestly, more worried about their passing game than anything else. Uh, you, a great athlete at quarterback, you know, a big kid who throws the ball really well. They, they have a pretty complicated uh, system of formations and, and all the concepts that they run. A really talented receiver in Austin Mills. And, you know, and, and it turned out, you know, it really wasn't the passing game that hurt us. It, it was it was Kate Dardar running the ball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so again, you know, we, uh, you know, just a tough opponent, a tough game. We, we you know, we kind of, I think got got to play a little soft defensively as the game wore on, uh, which was disappointing. You know, something that you know obviously we've been talking about and been working on uh, since then. 
But, uh, you know, hopefully we can bounce back from it. Uh, you know, it seems like, well, the, the times that we haven't played well, one week we've done, you know, we played better the following week. So I'm kind of hoping that trend continues. Yeah, Coach, uh, big game Friday night. Of course, uh, as I mentioned, uh, it's games that uh, a lot of these players between Catholic High and Lorville know each other and have uh, as they play maybe uh, hardball during the course of the summer or other activities. They got to know each other. And uh, big game uh, Friday night over at uh, Catholic High. And uh, Kane Radio will be there, Coach, uh, with uh, with your team, uh uh, Coach, uh, what, what what do you anticipate uh, with regards, and, and I'm sure Lorville is going to bring a good crowd too. This is always a very popular game. Uh, what do you anticipate uh, with your game uh, uh, Friday night with regards to uh, what you think the Panthers are going to try to take advantage of you of? Well, like you mentioned, uh, the, the kids obviously know each other really well. Uh, a lot of our kids, uh, you know, they, they hang out together on the weekends. Uh, you know, we know several people from over there. You know, we actually spent, uh, my, my family and I, a, a good bit of time with, with the Desimos, uh, over the summer where, uh, we, when we went to Florida together, actually. And so, you know, they, they all know each other. They, of course, they've been talking back and forth. And a lot of them are actually good friends. Yeah, uh, I understand that, but, Coach. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when, 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 but when you get to the, the football side of it, you know, of course, when, when we, when we put on the pads and get on the field, a lot of those things kind of go out the window. And, uh, <laughs> You know, they, they, they have progressively gotten better. You know, of course, you know, it's been talked about before how you know, they had a, a, a pre-district schedule that was pretty tough. They did. And, uh, you know, from, from what, just from what it seems like, they have, uh, you know, they've always been pretty decent. I, I thought they played relatively well defensively for most of the year, but I think it's offensively where they've improved each week. And, 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 you know, they, they play a bunch of young kids. Uh, uh, unfortunately for our sake, it's some, some very talented young kids, uh, that their sophomore group is, is a really, really talented group. And, uh, you know, it seems like they, they, they've gotten a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more confidence each week. Uh, you know, they, they lost a tough one last week. You know, and, and, you know, we've always talked about how talented Franklin is. You know, you, you give those suckers a crack anywhere, and, and they, they can take it the distance and change the game immediately within a, a one or two possessions. And that's kind of what happened, you know, that Catholic High led throughout the game and then had a, you know, had a couple of turn of events, uh, kickoff return for a touchdown, uh, you know, they, uh, Franklin went ahead really late by two points, you know, maybe what about a minute and a half, minute 40 left. And, uh, and when Franklin kicked off, you know, the, the, one of those things where the ball just stays in the ground and they recovered it on the three and then, you know, ended up scoring a late touchdown, uh, on a, uh, on a, an interception return, actually. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just think, uh, you know, again, they're very multiple with what they do now on offense. Uh, they got a young quarterback who's really talented, uh, you know, moves well. Uh, actually throws the ball really well, and they have some really good skill players. Uh, so again, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, we've got to be very fundamental uh, on, on defense, you know, to, to make sure we, we can try to take away both of uh, the, what they do. And then once again, man, just just get a little more consistent on offense. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we're a little bit healthier. I know we talked about it on Saturday that it wasn't until late in the game that our, you know, that again, you know, sometimes we assume, you know, I know I do it all the time, assume that the players know more than what they know. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we run on offense when we're in two backs, as far as the run game, it's a lot of automatic gifts. You know, there's really no read. There are some reads that we may do down the road. But uh, in the one-back game, we have some plays where we're just giving the ball, but a lot of it where we're reading it. And, uh, you know, I found out late in the game this past week that, that – there was some confusion that our quarterbacks didn't realize that some of those plays were actually replays when we were just automatically giving the ball. And so, 
you know, uh, unfortunately, Evan Simon, you know, uh, on balls that should have been pulled, what well, was getting the ball, and so you know, he ended up taking probably more licks than he needed to, and, and you know, having a uh, you know, getting tackled for losses. Where in a regular game, I don't, I don't think that happens, and so you know, we got to clean that up this week. Hopefully, like I mentioned, we, we do get a little bit healthier, and we're able to to, to really run what we want to run. And, and get back to having a little more consistency on, on the offensive side, offensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if uh, Scott talked about it last night, but uh, you uh, told me about an event that they've got there on uh, Friday night or this weekend at Catholic High and uh, could uh, present some parking issues, so uh, uh, alerting fans to get there early. Right. Uh, they, they, I think they have it like a, some type of fall carnival and then one of those uh, those, those trunk or treat deals, you know, where they're gonna, you know, kind of tie it in with Halloween, and uh, I, I think they're gonna have a, a, you know, different type of activities where uh, uh, rides and where it's gonna take away some of the space in that grass parking area that they have, and so uh, you know they will, uh, they are offering parking across the street, across Admiral Doyle, in, in the shopping center parking lot. So, but if anybody wants to park close, they they definitely need to get there early, and then you know, I, I, you know, we're kind of looking ahead a little bit. And I don't know if y'all looked at the forecast, but you know they also it's a good chance of rain. So so you know it could end up being a messy situation. So uh, you know if they want to park close, they definitely would probably need to get there early. Coach, always a pleasure on these Tuesday mornings. Uh, best of luck in your week of preparation. Should be some good weather between now and then. But uh, yeah, about a sixty percent chance of rain Friday during the day, and it might linger into the evening. Right, right. And uh, I think we had mentioned it earlier that we are. You know, we had the rain this morning, but it's supposed to clear up. We are playing uh, against Catholic High, our JV game at Lorville at 6 tonight. And then, uh, you know, hopefully I think the next few days should be good, but hopefully we can have at least a little bit of decent weather on Friday for that big one. Absolutely. Appreciate it as always. Thank you all very much. Uh, good luck to you, Coach. Yeah, Jeff, big game. Uh, Kane Radio will have that game uh Friday night at uh, airtime around 6.30 with the kickoff anticipated for 7 o'clock and a big district game for both teams. And uh, it's always a great game to watch. A lot of uh, they get after each other in these games. So uh, I know uh, Coach Martin and Coach Watney uh, look forward to this game. Well, Orville's kind of had the upper hand the last two two years. So uh, we'll see uh, Panthers playing a little bit better. But as he mentioned, uh, a lot of fooga-boo-boos in the last three minutes of the game where Franklin hit up scoring 18 points in the last three minutes of the game to uh, take down the Panthers 38-30. And of course, uh, Lorville uh, coming off a tough loss to Ascension Episcopal. They get beat 24 to nothing. So uh, both teams looking to right that ship uh, and heading into the playoffs with uh, the ninth week of high school football upon us uh, next week. Final week of high school football already. Next week. Yep. Uh, just, that, uh, just that quick it's gone by. Elsewhere, uh, of course, today in sports history, October the 25th, in 1905, the first college football Crab Bowl Classic as Navy beats Maryland 17 to nothing <laughs> in Annapolis. Of course, uh, up there. And they're Chesa- eating Louisiana crabs, too. Uh, yeah. The Chesapeake Bay has a lot of crabs. Uh, so but they, got the, the but whole- they get most of their blue crabs from us. Yeah, and, the, and of course, it's the ponies that run across the Chesapeake Bay. Elsewhere in 1937, Casey Stengel signs to manage the Boston Bees. Now, you want to know who are the Bees? Well, they were the Braves. The Braves went from uh, Braves to Bees, back to Braves. So, and uh, they've been the Braves since uh, the late uh, the late 30s, early 40s. In 1953, Cleveland Browns quarterback Otto Graham, who at one time 
was probably the best quarterback in the NFL all time. But I, I think bees were offended, <laughs> so they changed the name. Uh, yeah, first of the uh, political yeah. correctness statements there. Anyway, the uh, he set a club record with four fumbles in one game. Wow, autogram. Of course, he went on to coach a little while in the NFL, too. Elsewhere, in 1955, Branch Rickey steps down as the general manager of the Pirates. Of course, a few years earlier, Walter O'Malley uh, kind of pushed him out the door with the Dodgers, and uh, Rickey ended up uh, in later years with the Cardinals. He, he was the grandfather, I should say, the father of uh, the minor leagues as he put together for the Cardinals back in the teens. He had a minor league uh, teams uh, set up, and that's how the Cardinals won a lot of championships in the th- 20s, 30s, and 40s. Elsewhere on this date, uh, White Sox manager Marty Marion, another Cardinal, resigns and replaced by Al Lopez, who coached the White Sox in that uh, go-go Sox back in 59. Elsewhere in 64, the wrong way run by Vikings Jim Marshall. And I'm sure we've all seen it a million times. He picked up the ball and headed the wrong way, 66 yards in the wrong direction for a safety. And it's uh, as great as he was, and that defense was. How do you make that purple people eaters, man? With Carl Eller in that group. Uh, Anyway, uh, he was uh, that's the NFL's all time number one blooper, and I think it was against the 49ers, and they were all clapping and uh, slapping his shoulder pads as he went into the end zone. He was trying to think, what did I do wrong? You ran the wrong way, Uh, Jim Marshall, but inducted to the Hall of Fame uh, later. In 1968, the U.S. men's basketball teams beat Yugoslav 65-50 to win the gold medal of the Mexico City Olympics, the seventh straight basketball title for the Americans. In 1973, the Giants trade Willie McCovey to the Padres for a pitcher named Mike Caldwell, the lefty, uh, who was an okay pitcher, but uh, who would have thought the Giants would have given up? Of course, in two years, they gave up Willie Mays and then Willie McCovey, and four years earlier, they gave up Orlando Cepeda to the Cardinals. Meanwhile, 1980, Mike Weaver KOs uh, Jerry Coetzee in 13th for the heavyweight boxing title. In 85, the Angels announced they will not offer Rod Carew a contract, and that was it. He stepped mm. out of baseball, a 328 lifetime hitter. 1986, trailing 5-3 to three with two out and no one on in the bottom of the 10th. The Mets rallied to win game six and still have Vince Scully. There's a little roller down the first baseline. It gets through Buckner. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I, I remember being in a pool where you picked uh, the win- winner of the World Series and the number of games, and that was before the playoffs began, before the postseason began, and I took Boston in six, and that ruined it for me. <laughs> yes, and uh, Mookie Wilson's still running, I think. Uh, Anyway, uh, just a just a. Hard, I was driving a car back, coming back from a game in my car, listening to the game. 1990, Evander Holyfield KOs Buster Douglas in the third for the heavyweight boxing title on this date. And in 19, uh, 2003, I should say, the World Series, Florida beats the Yankees two nothing in Game Six to uh, at Yankee Stadium for the Wallens' second title in six years. MVP Florida pitcher Josh Beckett. And then for the second consecutive year, they were in the last place team the next year. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. They unload all their veterans. Elsewhere in 2005, then the longest baseball World Series game, five hours and 41 minutes tied the longest 14 innings, game two of the 16 World Series. But uh, anyway, uh, the White Sox beat the Astros 7-5 to in game three at Minute Maid uh, 
in that date. And birthdays, born on this date, and I mention this guy because they mention him in uh, Field of Dreams too, 1989, uh, 1889, born on this day. Smoking Joe Wood, man, the pitcher outfielder, World Series in 12, 15, and 20. He was one of those rare players that was a pitcher, a great pitcher for many years, and then his arm goes sour, and he ends up playing a, a, a regular field position for many years, gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, but smoking Joe Wood. Uh, what a player. Elsewhere on this date, 1906, born on this date, Primo Canera. Uh, he was the Italian boxer. He was a world champ for a while, born in the Sequals, Italy. Of course, I think that's who Max Beer beat to win the heavyweight championship back in the uh, – I want to say in the uh, mid-30s, uh, Max Beer, of course, uh, father of Jethro Bodine. Elsewhere in 1917, I'm born on this date, Lee McPhail, Baseball Hall of Fame executive, AL president for many years, and Orioles and Yankees, born in Nashville, Tennessee, passed away 10 years ago. Born on this date, the man who hit the shot heard round the world, Bobby Thomas, as uh, a Scottish-American baseball player born in Glasgow, Scotland, on this date. 1924, Dr. Bobby Brown, a baseball third baseman at Tulane in the Yanks and the World Series champ in 47, 49, and 51. At one time, the executive uh, and president of the American League, born in Seattle, Washington, of course, played down at Tulane, was Weeks Dotrieve, Dr. Weeks Dotrieve roommate <laughs> at Tulane Medical School back in the uh, late 40s. Elsewhere, born on this date, uh, Bobby Knight. Uh, don't need to say anything more. Uh, born, Olympic gold medal, born in Massillon, Ohio, uh, Bobby Knight, uh, what a coach. Born on this day, Dan Issel, too, uh, basketball coach, player, one of the last of the great players for Adolph Rupp at Kentucky, Batavia, Illinois, he was born. Uh, rookie of the year in the NBA, uh, coach and all. Born on this day, Big John Matuzak. And the reason I mentioned Big John Matuzak, not only was a fine defensive end for the Raiders, but he was the big guy in Goonies. I can't remember what they call him, Sloth or Sloth, was it? They I called am. him in Goonies, uh, Big John Matuzak. Uh, he had a made, few acting roles. Yeah, he was also in Caveman, too. And last but not least, born on this date, Mike Uruzioni, captain of the Miracle on Ice ice, ice Hockey Team from 1980, born in Winthrop, Massachusetts on this day, Jeff. Speaking of hockey, Hawks go for four in a row tonight. Hello. Yeah, the first time they've been above 500 uh, – at this point in the season in a long time. Yeah, talking about uh, we wait for the breakfast club. Lee K walked in uh, ready for that in the next few minutes. And that's it in sports today on Bayou Sports, Jeff. Big thanks to our guest. Uh, as always, appreciate Coach Terry Martin joining us on Tuesday mornings. Tomorrow we've got a pair of coaches for you scheduled. Artie Loza at Delcom and then Rick Hudson at Highland Baptist. We'll look forward to them joining us tomorrow we want to thank our sponsors the headache and pain center appreciate their um, support of the show swing insurance cane row golf and turf club the quarter tavern la classic roofing and jacob landry candidate for state rep district 49 that election of course next year not this year